And this is your man, Monroe the Message. This is Can I Listen? Yes, you can! Yo, what's happening, man? I have some very good news, and I have a gift for you guys to unwrap. If you ever wonder, like, man, why in the world do I always have to pray in Jesus' name? Well, I am going to share exactly why you have to. You know what I mean? And break this down in the most simplest way so it's easy to understand. It's not over your head, not over the top. You know what I mean? And uh, without further ado, let's get to it. Hey, what's happening? This is Can't I Listen? And yes, you can. This is your man, Mar with a message. And I got to say what's up to all of my star listeners and the whole Can't I Listen nation out there. 250 deep every time we speak. And guess what, man? We are about to break down why. Why do you have to pray in Jesus' name? And before we get into the depths and the, the, the intricacies of all of this, first thing we have to understand is, is that the same way that a husband is the head of a household, Jesus is the head of the church. There's parallels, right? So the same way that two people become one on earth is the same way that two people become one in heaven. Now, the thing that's so cool about this is there's a parallel. The same thing that happens in the micro happens in the macro. So let me get to it. In a marriage, what happens is you have a blood covenant. The blood covenant happens and it gets consecrated when the man and woman have sex through sexual fluids that are that has blood in it. You know, even your urine has blood in it. Right. So your sexual fluids have blood in them, too, as well. So once that happens, it consecrates the marriage and the two become one and they are joined. All right. Before we get too crazy with these words and fancy churchy bonics like consecrate. Right. <laughs> um, the word consecrate means to make, declare sacred by certain ceremonies and to rites or rites. Right. So what happens is this sexual act that we go through is a ceremony, whether you know it or not whoever you do it with it's a ceremony but it breaks down two words one is sacred that's the uh secrete right that that is the root word for sacred and then you have kind the word kind means together with the word sacred means divine hallowed holy separated so these are some things that you need to know about consecrated so that's what that means right it's the relationship is being made sacred and bringing two people together for a purpose and being dedicated to God is his original purpose. OK, and because of that, usually this happens after marriage, of course. Right. Because that's how it's supposed to be done in God's word and in his uh, the way he sanctioned it. There's order to everything. So then what happens is now these people are married and then the woman takes on the man's name. Yeah, she takes on a man's name. So um, I'm not going I'm not going to take no shots at the women that don't want to take the man's name. But I'm just throwing it out there. You know what I'm saying? She takes on the man's name. And then whatever this man has, she has access to that because she is taking it in his name. She has his name. She doesn't need a power of attorney to do things on his behalf. And that she has inheritance to. So without further ado, let's talk about this power and what kind of power does Jesus have? 
and who gave it to him. Y'all ready? So let's get it. But before we get to the power part, let's talk about how we become one with Jesus. All right. So I'm going to go to Romans 8 verse 14 and read from there. Says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but to receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Together, y'all. Not separate together. So that means that we are one because of the spirit of God that we have that makes us sons of God. Boom. All right. So now that we know that we're one, now let's go to this power thing. All right. So now we're going to go to Matthew 11, verse 27. It says, all things have been delivered to me by my father. And no one knows the son except the father, nor does anyone know the father except for the son and the one to whom the son wills to reveal him. Now he is saying that all things have been delivered to him. So what has been delivered to him? We need to know this, right? Let's get it. So this is Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus became, no, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So all authority has been given to him on heaven and earth. So then verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Similar to being a marriage, right? On earth, you are with that person until it's over in regards to the vows that are set for marriage. So let's go to another example. So we know now where this authority can be utilized in heaven and in earth. And also one of the things that it can do is allow us to baptize others in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And let's look at some other things that this power can do. All right, so this is Mark 16, verse 17. We're going to start there. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will re cover in his name in his name what else so let's look at the example of this actually being done all right this is luke 10 verse 17 it says then the 70 returned with joy saying lord even the demons are subject to us in your name in your name now I'm going to go to verse 19. He says, behold, I give you the authority to trample over on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. What's so interesting about that is, is when you get married and you do all the legal technicalities, um, that is written in the courts of the state. It's written down in the courts of the state that these two people marry and they are joined. <laughs> this is so cool, man. But the same way when you become one with Jesus and you have the power and authority over serpents to baptize, to cast out devils, to heal the sick, to eat things and it won't harm you. The same way that technicality happens on earth, it happens in heaven where your name is written in the book of life. So the reason that we have to pray in Jesus name is because of his power and the authority that he has has. And everything that we do in his name has power and authority, just like when you get a power of attorney for your friend, your mama, your grandma. But when you're doing it in somebody else's name, you don't need a power of attorney. Right. Because you guys are joining. You are one. The crazy thing is, is if you go out here trying to do all of these things, not in his name, not by his direction, not by his anointing, then what happens is you don't have the power and you don't have the authority. You have to have the Holy Spirit to be able to do all these things. All these things, because before the Holy Spirit and we don't know God, we don't have a relationship with Jesus. We're not one with him. We have no power and authority to do anything. I hope I made sense so we can make change. Every day is a good day. We just got to find out what's good in it. Love you guys. Peace. So, hey, man, basically what we covered today is how... In a marriage, a woman gets the power and authority of the husband to do the same things that he can do within the marriage through legal legal technicalities, right? And that's the same way as our relationship being that we are the bride to the husband, which is Jesus Christ. We get power and authority in his name, specifically in his name. We can't do it outside of our name and our old maiden name or who we used to be, we have to do it in his name. And of course, we got to be walking righteously, meaning being in good standards with God. So without further ado, man, if you guys have any questions on like how in the world is having sex with a man and a husband, like a man and a woman creating this bond, making people one, anything like us becoming one with Jesus, come next week and we'll break it down to you. All right, man. Love y'all. Peace. I hate to be the pallbearer of bad news, y'all, but that's the end of the show. i like to thank you guys for tuning in to Can I Listen. If you like what you hear, please, man, leave us a review on any platform that you listen to us on. And follow and subscribe. That helps us get to a bigger audience. And if God brings somebody to your attention while you were listening to the show, please share it with them. Love you guys. Peace. Can't wait to see you next week.